2: This is the DNVR Broncos podcast, but of course, in the past decade, we've seen the Denver Broncos win a championship. We've seen the Colorado Avalanche win a championship, and last night, we saw the Denver Nuggets win their Mm -hmm. first-ever championship. Henry, how are the vibes?
1: Well, they're very great, obviously. (laughs) It also... Maybe a little too great right now? Well, no, they were too great before right now, you know, still great vibes. Also, you know, it's three o'clock. We'll be done around four, get home, right. Be done with that. Like maybe by six ish, get a big dinner and go to bed. That's what I need because we were up really late last night. I yeah, I was up too early for because I got stressed out in the morning about the game. I couldn't eat all day because I was freaked out about the game that happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm just I'm trying to recover. It was it was a lot of fun, but I'm in pain. Well, My you, joints.
2: You're from all the celebrating.
1: Yeah, like oh, well, because we stood for the game, and yeah. I mean, standing means you're like jumping, and I was like sprinting around and high fiving people, and, and I started standing there at like four o'clock, <laughs> and then we go downtown with the scooters, and we're out there in the streets for a while, and. Then we had to stand for practice for so long. My knees, like, they're creaky. Wow. Like, they're like, when they move them, it's just like... Zzzz.
2: And you haven't even hit 21 years old yet, have you? Okay,
1: that's not true. Oh, okay. That's 20, not true.
2: 25?
1: 26. 26. Yeah, I'm a grown-ass man. old man with yeah. his
2: old knees. I know. And look, you decided to wear pants today. No I one's did. trolling <laughs> you in the comments over that, although the comment section is popping right poppin'. now. People so pumped about the Nuggets and what a time to be alive two mm. championships in the four major sports here in denver in the past year it is awesome we got a parade on thursday yep. in the mile high city and you know who's feeling all this energy henry me and me yep. and Alyssa, Alyssa and ryan maybe a little too much Maybe why he's not yeah, here Yeah, I right wonder now.
1: why Ryan isn't here.
2: Uh, he'll tell you it's a meeting.
1: Uh, he's always at the... Ooh, <laughs> I'm going to say something. Oh, juicy. So, and I'm willing to say this because I know there's Love no it. chance that Ryan is actually going to listen to this. We're
2: going to clip this and send it to him, mm. so...
1: Well, now I'm scared. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, we're
2: not going to. Okay, Don't there worry. we the go. The secret then I'll say is it. with us.
1: So, Just at one us. point... Uh, sometimes So, we have the bathrooms upstairs, mm-hmm. which... Great bathrooms in the bar. Yeah. Better bathrooms up there. Of course. Yeah. So, when you get so, private baths. Exactly. It's like VIP. So you head up there. Uh, I was going? going in. My as goodness. I was like, kind of wait, Ryan comes out. And he was in the middle of a meeting. In the bathroom. Like he walked out with his computer and was like, when he opened the door, he was speaking.
2: <laughs> oh wow. that's taking you know how some people are like it's so gross when you hear like people talking on the phone in the bathroom yeah that's taking it to a whole nother
1: level when it's yeah. a meeting Now what? like he probably just like was muted camera off all that sort of stuff clearly and not then, like, if he was talking well that's the thing though is like you get oh the, i wouldn't talk because of the echo too like oh, people yeah. would know yeah. if they just yeah. heard
2: people would be like are you in a bathroom haha <laughs> and he'd be like yeah i am i and hope ryan like, oh, doesn't damn. kill me yeah um,
1: no, I mean, you know what? If, if you're
2: taking the laptop in the in the bathroom, someone
1: someone's yeah. gonna find out and put you on blast. There's reporters everywhere here. What do you expect?
2: All I'll say, Henry, is from previous experience with this man, I'm not surprised. I agree, and that's that's why I was willing to say
1: it, because it's not that crazy.
2: (laughs) But not only you, Alyssa, me, Ryan are feeling it. The Denver Broncos are also feeling the championship vibes, not from Super Bowl 50, but from what the Nuggets did last night and over these past two months in the playoffs and over these last nine months during the Nuggets season. The Broncos started mandatory minicamp today, a really big day for the Broncos, and a lot of those guys were at the Nuggets game mm-hmm. last night. You had Peyton Manning there, Russell Wilson there, Sean Payton. You had a bunch of coaches there. You had some other players there. And this morning when they walked into the building, they had that little extra pep in their step in the middle of June. They had yep. that extra motivation. And I got to say, Sean Payton is all about motivating these guys. And, man, he is a great motivator. When we talked to him today, when he was done with his 20-minute press conference with the media, yeah. Tim Patrick gave him a standing ovation because we talked to <laughs> Tim after. And it, it, was a, it was a good press conference. And it, Sean is going to use the Nuggets mm-hmm. as motivation for these guys, what it does for the city, what it does for the fans, what it does for the players. He talked about how these Nuggets are going to be bonded and united for the yep. rest of their lives. And Sean said, when asked about no coach, has ever been a head coach of different teams to win a Super Bowl. He said, I'm very aware of that. I'm not doing it for myself. I'm not doing it to go win and be the first person to ever have that stat Mm -hmm. where they've won two Super Bowls with two different teams as a head coach. He said, I'm doing it to give that experience to all these other guys because he said, you take a picture of a championship – and mm-hmm. you, you blow it up to ten by ten hundred by a hundred thousand, and it's still so much greater than that. And Sean is going to use this uh, as just another motivating factor, another rally call. Right now, Henry, the Broncos are supposed to have practice on Thursday, their final mini camp practice during the Nuggets parade. I wouldn't be shocked if Sean cancels it and says, "Go see what a championship means to this city."
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely possible. I. It would be tough for them to go to the parade like like going to a Nuggets game is is easy because it's just like, oh, get a suite, get courtside seats like you're kind of just mushed in with like a million other people. There aren't like there isn't like a VIP area of a parade, you know?
2: Well, you know, there there's uh, a there's a there's some Broncos that look just like normal people.
1: There are. There, Bullock, there the kickers, <laughs> yeah.
2: for Elliot Fry.
1: Yeah, two kickers today. Two kickers today. Uh, and uh, I wish we could say more about the results. <laughs> I don't think either one took a stranglehold is what I can say.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. I'd say one did worse than the other, but, man, we're just teasing the people right now.
1: Yeah, we are. <laughs> it was Randy Bullock, we should say that. 33-year-old kicker who was in for tryout. Yep.
2: What, wait, what was him?
1: He He was the other kicker. Yeah, he he was
2: the other kicker. Um, Of course, Broncos fans remember him because he could not make a kick against the Broncos back in 2020 until the very end of the game when he hit the uh, winner, when the Broncos are playing the Titans, the game winner. But I think he missed three field goals in that game.
1: (sighs) That's gross.
2: He's one of the Broncos options because they decided to save $3.75 million with Brandon McManus. And now on a side note, number eight is taken. It's not by Randy Bullock coming in.
1: Yeah. Kawan
2: Williams, wearing number eight. Henry, not a fan.
1: No, it's a bad number for him. Oh. It's just a bad number for him. I mean, the hell are you, you're a cornerback.
2: I like number eight on a corner, but he had number twenty one. That was yeah, that really was good. Especially in Denver. That's a great cornerback number. So I still think eight's a good number, but I thought twenty one was probably better.
1: Yep. I think twenty one is definitely it just it doesn't look right on him. He it makes him look even smaller. And it, He's not like a big it does, guy. It does make him look smaller. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. keep your
2: eye on that. Number eight is now Kwan Williams.
1: Might have won the kicking contest if, <laughs> <laughs> if he wanted to put him he over might, there. He might have. <laughs>
2: speaking of cool things, obviously Nuggets winning championship beyond a cool thing. That's yes, very not cool. Not just in Denver, but for our company, for our DNVR mm-hmm. Nuggets crew, for us as we, you know, we're all part of this city mm-hmm. and love to just see the success, but also. Where was I going with this? It was a, oh, also, (laughs) another cool thing that Sean Payton did at practice today. He honored the late, great Jim Turner, the Broncos kicker for nine years here in Denver from 71 to 79. He honored him in a very unique way. Henry, what's Jim Turner's most memorable kick that you
1: knew about today? The one they talked about? The
2: one he talked the, about, exactly. The,
1: he kicked a nine-yard field goal, which How is impossible the hell now.
2: How do you kick a nine-yard field goal?
1: Because the uprights were at the front of the end zone and back in the day. why
2: the F was that ever a thing?
1: Uh, I don't know. The, the appeal of the sport is the danger. So why not just make it a little more dangerous? Not anymore.
2: Now they don't well, want no, any danger.
1: Exactly. That was the, that was the first <laughs> part. It was the... I don't know what you call it. Beginning of the slide. It was the a little barely angled part at the top of the the oh, slide that we've gone moved the, down when they when they
2: moved the back them back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the back in the day at Super Bowl 3, the field goal like you said was at the beginning, was at the front of the end zone. Yeah. So you could kick a 9-yard field goal and that's what Jim Turner did. He kicked a 9-yard game-winning field goal to win Super Bowl 3. Not for the Mm -hmm. Broncos, of course. I did leave
1: out some important context.
2: (laughs) And then, (laughs) so, the Sean Payton stopped practice in the middle of practice right Mm -hmm. by Jim Turner's Ring of Fame banner that was inside the Pat Bowlen Fieldhouse. And he talked to these guys about what Jim Turner meant. He had never met Jim Turner, but he said he did some research because he wants the guys to know the history of this game. He wants the guys to know the history of the Denver Broncos, what they're playing for, and Jim Turner kicked the ball straight like j- just with his toe. Yep. He didn't as as Sean Payton said, it wasn't a soccer style kick. He just ran up, kicked it straight with his toe. So near the end of practice, he had both kickers try a 9-yard field goal where they ran and just straight up kicked it. Yep. And they both nailed it and the team went kind kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind kind of what? They gave some applause.
1: They nailed it, but like they were ugly. Those balls going Well, and I was so confused because you have the to kickers like kickers are ugly? Damn. Well it's kinda harsh those, to those. Those two aren't particularly ugly. Do
0: if I mean if, if you were
1: just if you were just gonna say like I get I get a random draw of a position and I, I want like as attractive as possible. Yeah. I guess there's some decent looking kickers.
2: People I think people thought Brandon McManus fit that category yeah. pretty damn well.
1: Yeah. I wonder what I would choose, actually. There's a lot of option. Quarterback, solid. I Quarterback. don't know.
2: I mean, come on. They don't get hit.
1: They, yeah. I mean,
2: neither does kicker, really. Well... They make a lot of money. That just simply is going to help. But I'm
1: just talking pure attraction. Yeah. Because, again, like, Peyton Manning's not attractive.
2: Nah, some people would probably say he's attractive.
1: I, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like... So you don't like big foreheads? I heard... What are you doing here, Henry? I... I know that women say that Gabriel Landeskog isn't as attractive as men say he is, which is a thing that throws me okay. off because I think to a lot of men, he's kind of just the perfect-looking man. But then to women, it's like, no, it's just not, it's not. So I do think that there's like, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong about foreheads, but I just could not understand how that <laughs> could be a good forehead.
2: Uh, so you wouldn't choose quarterback. I'm going quarterback.
1: Yeah. Like maybe a receiver. Okay. Okay. I think receiver is probably a good bet, too.
2: Speaking of receivers, should we dive into a a little bit of practice? Oh, wait.
1: Real quick. On those toe punch kicks. Yeah. Because there's so many people standing in the way, and they're so far down there. I was just baffled. Like, I had my binoculars out. I was trying to figure out what was going on. I finally find out, like, they're snapping the ball from deep in the end zone (laughs) what is happening here and then and then you see the ball go up and it's kind of like fluttery and goes like it doesn't it's not like oh up into the uprights it's like oh he got it across the bar
2: and then celebrations for what seems to be like a kick in the end zone
1: and so I was thinking like are they letting Justin Simmons kick field goals like is that what's going on down there at one point like Sean Payton was kind of like walking out and I was like looking at my I was like was Sean kicking field no they were just kicking it with the toes damn I was given a heads
2: up so I knew exactly what was happening I should have helped you out
1: yeah no I was very confused
2: (laughs) that would have been very confusing um last thing on kickers because you talked about how there was you know maybe both were getting some kicks in you said neither of them took a stranglehold to this my takeaway from today just based off today a lock and change the Denver Broncos kicker is not on this roster
1: Wow! Denver Broncos
2: kicker for the majority of this coming season, I should say, Oof. is not on this roster. I, I think we're going to continue to see kickers come in and come out.
1: I agree. I I think it's going to be like this, and who knows what exactly was happening? It felt to me like whoever kicked better today had that job, which is just a of
2: one mandatory minicamp practice.
1: I mean, how many days can Bullock try out? Three. Oh, it he can, can do all three? three? Okay, I thought it was only one. So there you go. So yeah, they, they probably pick one there. But I do think that even in training camp, they're probably bringing in more guys to see what can happen.
2: I think the Broncos kicker for the majority of this coming year is on someone's roster right now.
1: Oh, a trade.
2: Or just a cut. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, both of these guys are just available as free agents.
1: And they might have their sights set just a little bit higher, and that's why I agree they probably... It's probably not Elliott Fry.
2: Both of them can hit nine-yard field goals, though.
1: With their toes.
2: With their toes. Wow. Impressive. You know what else was impressive? Was the Denver Broncos offense. Let me say that again. You heard that right. The Denver Broncos offense was impressive today on the very first day of mandatory minicamp when they're still installing things, when they've actually been installing their offense Less than pretty much every other team in the NFL because Sean Payton decided to have these guys condition and work out more this offseason than actually get on the field. But now they're on the field, and the offense looked sharp. Russell Wilson looked sharp, and this is part of the pod where Hank whips out his journal from today. He's not whipping it out. Thankfully for everyone watching, he's not wow. whipping it out. And they'd be so lucky. Uh, Hank can't say much other than the offense looked sharp. Russell Wilson yep. looked sharp, and two guys on offense really stood out. Henry. Yep, I think two other guys. I should say
1: Alberto and Brandon Johnson. Those were the two with the big days. Um, I think the numbers for Alberto are probably better from the day um, than pretty, they. Pretty
2: pretty impressive uh, yards per catch average.
1: Exactly, but they're probably better than they should be. I Mm -hmm. think that maybe the defense deserves more of the credit for one potential thing that could have happened, but there was not credit blame. Oh, blame. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. But, but yeah, there, he, we can't give out numbers. He was present throughout the day. So it's not like you, you say like, Oh, I think the defense screwed up. No, he did. He did plenty of things, including one thing that was, very impressive, and that I thought he had no chance of doing.
2: Yep, yep. I, complete, I completely agree. Um, a couple of deep catches, I think we're allowed to say okay. that. One in seven I on thought. seven, one in team period. That, I think, is the extent of details we, we didn't go. get into. I think one of them was also the play of the day. Um, specifically, yes. the, the the one in team was the play of the day because it was on team. And I'll tell you what, Sean Payton then backed it up after practice by complimenting him Pretty darn impressively. He said that Alberto is getting more consistent. He's uh, a a guy that you can work with and do things with. And he was just very complimentary of him. And Henry, to me, Alberto is this piece where if you aren't a stubborn coach, you're willing to say, okay, this guy's probably never going to be a complete tight end. And that's okay. We don't need him to be a complete tight end. Do we want him to become a really good blocker? Yes. But am I cutting him and not using him and punishing him if he's not a complete blocker. No, he is going to use Alberto. And this comes one yeah. week after jo- or, or, or Sean Payton complimenting and uh, Greg Dulcich like crazy and saying mm-hmm. that he's going to be the joker of this offense. Potentially there's still a role for Alberto as there should be, because he is a nightmare <sighs> or a, a matchup nightmare. Potentially. And
1: I still disagree with that. Like wow. I, 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 my opinion right, did change a lot that, yeah. today. Like that, that play is a play that I didn't think he was capable of making. And so that, is something you have to look at. But to me, like, again, I've said over and over again, like, he can't block, and he's, like, a below-average receiving tight end. So, like, Ooh, but, but then he below. made that play. Tight end. He is, though. No. Like, he's no better than sobert by the numbers last oh, year. On see. a per opportunity. It's just the truth. Like, the he truth. he ran a great 40 back in Lies. the day. But outside of running a great 40, he's, d- yeah. But the point is, he made a great play. He had a great day. And there is a path and what Sean Payton said was you make that play and then you know that means that next time a similar play comes your way you have the confidence of knowing here's how I did it last time here's how I can do it again yep. and and then you make that play and then all of a sudden you you're really confident you really know what you're doing um, and that's how players develop and again I don't blame Alberto for all this I think like tight ends just have not developed in Denver for the past half decade and That's more coaching, I think, than the actual tight ends they brought in. Um, If anyone knows how to develop a young tight end,
2: it is Sean Payton. He did it with Jimmy Graham at the beginning of his career, Jeremy Shockey, and uh, one other one. Help me out. Jeremy Shockey, Jimmy Graham, and uh, oh, someone in the comment section. Help me out. There's a third tight end. Why can't I think of his name? Anyways, one other one. He worked with all three of those guys who have combined mm-hmm. 20 Pro Bowls, uh, a couple of Hall of Fame bids in there as well. He worked oh, with. Oh, those... he would have had
1: Witten in yes, Dallas. Yes, yes, yeah. yes.
2: Jason Witten. Thank you. Uh, so those three guys he worked at at the beginning of their career. And for eight seasons mm-hmm. collectively that Sean Payton was with those three guys, they averaged over 800 yards and seven touchdowns. That could be in Greg Dulcich's future. Maybe that's in Albert O's future
1: as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. But you're right. It's possible. Like, he's still a very raw player. Like, the, there's plenty of room for somebody to t- kind of figure out how how to fit him into an offense and be productive.
2: Yep. Yeah, 100%. So, he was a big, bright spot. The offense was a big, bright spot. And, Henry, that's pretty much all we can say from practice today in terms of like how the offense looked we're gonna dive into some other things from offense Mm -hmm. and one of them is something that is going to knock your socks off and henry i think half the people are going to love this i think the half the people are going to hate this but first i gotta tell you about our friends over at shady rays there was no need for shady rays today in denver but 300, 350 days a year in Denver. You're going to need your Shady Rays. And why you didn't need it today is because it was cloudy outside. And then also the Broncos were inside. They practice inside the Pat Bowen Field Fieldhouse. But most of the time, you're going to need those Shady Rays when you're in Denver, when you're really anywhere, even when it's overcast, when it's snowy, you need those Shady Rays. So check them out. Use the code DNVR over at Shady Rays to get 50% off. Two or more pairs of Shady Rays. These things are already affordable. And then you get them for 50% off. It's a great deal. They're polarized, so they're going to help protect your eyes as well. And that is an exclusive code for our listeners. So check them out. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try it for yourself because they have over 250,000 five-star reviews. That's Rays, the best in eyewear.
1: Uh, yes. And also go over to Foco and get no, some gear. Oh, don't go to oh, that says number two. to right Foco now. We'll go to oh, Foco. We'll kind be taking a trip. love. I don't think we've done a kind love ad on this podcast so yet. So why don't
2: you tell us about it? I want to be informed here, Henry.
1: Kind love. Why don't
2: we close your laptop and do it?
1: Kind love. <laughs> it, don't kind close love your laptop. Is excited to be an official partner of DMVR and excited to support another local brand. Um, they, uh, Let's 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 start this. One of the first dispensaries in Colorado. It was established in 2010. Boom. It's known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Um, they have authentic genetics patient or yeah, patient growing techniques, uh, one of the highest quality brands in Colorado, and uh, they have a fully integrated seed to sale. Uh, so they breed their own genetics. They control the grow process. They control the packaging. It's basically like farm to table, but for marijuana. Um, they actually just launched a game-changing new product that is known as the Turbo Core. Oh, which we had the Kind Love guys in here. When was that? Was that? I think they were here twice. So like game three and four. Yep. 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 And uh, I I asked what a Turbo Core is, and it's. Pretty crazy, and then you tested one out. Basically, the point is you just shove the thing into the joint, and it's three to five times as potent. Oof. Um, it's a hundred milligram stick, it looks exactly like a toothpick. It's full of full spectrum cannabis, um, concentrate that's designed with a pointed tip, so you can just jab it right on in there. Um, whether it's like a joint, or a blunt, or a cigarette, um, it's vegan, it's natural, there's no chemicals. There's actually only three ingredients there's like the marijuana, the water, and like basically the same thing that's like wrapping paper. Um, So it's awesome stuff. You should definitely go check it out, especially the Turbo Core, which you cannot find anywhere else. So visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR and you'll get a DNVR exclusive discount off of, uh, oh, it's 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls in their Turbo Joint line. Uh, So visit them at kindlove.com for their full extensive menu and online ordering.
2: Boom. I think you could have done it without the uh,
1: the laptop. Uh, code DMVR for 25% off. There you go. I mean, I could next time. It was also
2: on our screen. If you I just can't see that far. Open your eyes, Henry. I can't Henry. see that far. I didn't and bring my
1: binoculars.
2: Apparently, Sean Payton opened his eyes when it comes to Pat Sertan second. Henry, today, mm-hmm. Pat Sertan was back there returning punts. Mm-hmm. That's right. Last year, Dwayne Stooks completely laughed at the idea that Pat Sertan, a great cornerback, would be a punt returner for the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Today, Sean Payton was coaching him up to potentially be a punt returner. And after practice, Sean Payton talked about it. That's why we can get into this detail about it is because Sean talked about it. And Sean said that... We need someone to step up if our starter goes down. So it sounds like they're not grooming Pat to be the starting punt returner, but potentially an emergency punt returner, a backup punt returner, maybe a big play punt returner if they need something at the very end of a game or something like that. Pat Sertan's done this in high school, and he said if Sertan is going to be a, if if, if Sertan's going to help us out, then we are going to use him. I think people are going to love this. They want to see a playmaker back there at punt returner. I think people are going to hate this. They don't want to see the Broncos' best player being used on special teams in a position mm-hmm. that you got 11 guys flying at you.
1: Yeah, you definitely do. Um, the Broncos never put Champ Bailey at punt returner. The uh, Washington did 25 times, which is quite a few. Yeah, um, just the first few years of his career. Yeah, and Champ, I guess they targeted him four times on offense. It felt like it was more.
2: Yeah, like it didn't feel like it was a
1: lot, but it It felt like there was like a stretch where it was like, oh, there's champ. Like, yeah. So that was interesting. So I, I don't mind it. Like he is a playmaker. Like it's obvious why you would want to get the ball in his hands. Um, I'm curious. I mean, um, what Sean Payton said was they don't know what he could do at punt returner, and that's why you ask questions is to get answers. So the question is, can he punt return? Let's figure it out. Let's mm-hmm. put him back there and see what happens. Let's figure it out when we're inside
2: when punts hit the top of the ceiling and you can't yeah. even catch them.
1: Especially Riley Dixon punts. It's crazy <laughs> in there. Every time he kicks it, just like boom. Yeah. And it just like goes out. It's Broncos got a real punter. Also, I have pat in my notes a different spot just because it was like between one of the drills and he just jumped. Like he has did like this. He has jumped up in the air. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he's it was crazy. Like, he was just... It, 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 he probably could have dunked on, like, a 12-foot rim.
2: Yeah, I mean, Pat's a prototype size for a corner, really an athlete in general. He's got all the physical tools. He's got the mental tools. And so, no, no wonder he's an elite cornerback. Uh, Jerry Judy said he's the best mm-hmm. cornerback, defensive back, actually, that he's ever seen. It helps him mm-hmm. going up against him every practice, every day. But there's no there's no wonder why you'd be curious about him as a punt returner. Like... If he's this perfect yeah. athlete on a football field, why would you not put him back there occasionally? And that's where I'm at here. Mm-hmm. If he can do it, and I think Pat, Pat Sertan could probably do anything he wants on a football field, and he's have Sean Payton coaching him up one-on-one how to do this. If you see that he can do it better than anyone on your team,
1: mm-hmm. then
2: in certain times when you need a big punt return, I would be willing to put Pat Sertan out there. Have you ever heard of a guy named Dion Sanders? No. Yeah, no one in this company has either. No one in Colorado has. But he was this good defensive back, kind of like Pat mm-hmm. Sertan. Pretty good, I'd mm-hmm. say. Uh, who also returned punts. Yep. He it, He was a Hall of Famer. If yep. he can do it, why would you not explore the possibility of this? So I like that Sean's trying it on June 13th. Why not mm-hmm. just see? And then if it's something that works out and he can do, you know what? If you're too afraid to play football, if you're too afraid to put your players in position to make plays, then why would you not be, why, why, why wouldn't you be too afraid to put Pat Sertan out there at cornerback? Why aren't you just saving him for the fourth corner? You can't play scared. <laughs> now. You also don't play recklessly. I don't think you put him back there as a kick returner all the time, as a punt returner all the time. But if you think that he can do it extremely well and be that big play guy, then I I, I really like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just depends on how good he can. they think he can right. be. Right, right. You know, because he's
2: average. I don't want him back there. No, because definitely then, not. Then the the risk reward isn't worth it. And if
1: they think, yeah, we we think if we put him back there all season, we'll get two or three touchdowns out of him. Then put him back there every single time mm. because he's the best returner in the game. Mm. That's unlikely though, and it's just so tough to figure out what you have without putting him back there in a have real to try game. It. That's the thing though is I don't know if you can learn much without a game.
2: Um, I think you can. You know what type of athlete Patrick Tan is. So I think it's more so of. Can he be in the right space with catching balls? Can he catch the okay. balls? Does he understand the field? Can he make the calls? Then the stuff after the catch, probably you know what he is.
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Because he – how many interceptions does he have? Does he have two?
2: What did he have? He had two last year. Um, well, okay. no, did he have three last year?
1: Maybe um, he did. It doesn't... Two
2: or three, and then how many did he have as a rookie? He, he certainly did not oh, have no. a lot.
1: no loading Doo-doo. loading Doo-doo.
2: great podcasting here,
1: loading right? loaded um he had one forced fumble last year oh two interceptions he had four as a rookie so he's he's at six he go. has a lot more than there i thought there
2: you go turned one of them into a touchdown of course mm-hmm. um, So there you go
1: you have seen it i was yeah. wondering if we'd actually seen all that much of him with the ball in his hands
2: at return for 70 yards too pretty good yeah yeah and that's probably something Sean saw on tape and said, let's just see if we can get it. So I like it in a limited role. What do you like? What Do you do? You like it?
1: I just don't... I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at him with the ball in his hands. Like, I just... He doesn't seem like he's a super quick twitch athlete, and that's what you want in a punt return. I mean, he is, but that's not like his strength. Like, he's not Montrell Washington in terms of that stuff. There's a whole bunch of things he has better than Montrell. Like, I think... If, if he were to get himself in position to where there was space in front of him, nobody's going to catch him like he can take advantage of that space. It's just whether he can shake by the first two, three, four guys. Um, I, I don't like it. I wouldn't do it off the top of my head, but I might go back and watch and change my mind.
2: The Broncos had uh, a keep as is kind of their big mm-hmm. play punt returner. I don't actually know if they went to him, but they had that he returned.
1: Place one punt for one yard. to Tlaib.
2: Yeah. Um, so they had him practice in that kind of role. We've seen Emmanuel Sanders do it. There are some great players that do this, maybe mm-hmm. not full-time. And that's why I think, Pat, it would be more so that part-time role. So that's something we're going to keep our eyes on. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the rest of this week. I don't think they go back to that, but in training camp, we'll certainly keep our eyes on that. I want to know what you guys think. And by the way, I want to hear what you guys think by giving us a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. It really helps us if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast side, anywhere you listen to podcasts, hit those five-star review. It really, really helps us, and it's mm-hmm. free to do, and we know we've got so many of you rolling with us right now to celebrate that Nuggets championship, to find out about the Broncos mini camp and more things from Broncos mini camp today, Henry. What, what are some more takeaways that you had?
1: Uh, I just remembered I got a phone call in my pocket, but then okay. hit, like, the silent button in yeah. my pocket, and then they immediately called again. Mm. And I forgot about that until right now. So I'm kind of curious who those who phone calls. Was? No, no idea. I forgot oh, to check. Oh, jeez. Well, I hope it's okay. Um. Let's see. Other takeaways. Here's just names because I can't say what they actually did. Uh, Chris Allen made a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was impressive. Feon Hicks made a great play. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Yep. Oh, that yep. was a great play. Um, He's saying Bassey. He made a play. Again, wish I could give details. Uh, Jonathan Cooper, once again, as always. Um, I got one, too. Riley Moss
2: could have had a massive hit on a receiver oh, okay. if it was uh, in a game. Uh, he would have blown someone up.
1: That's what yeah. I say. There, yeah. There were a couple of those that you look at and you're like, hmm, I wonder... Well, and that's the other thing is that... (sighs) Hmm. Let's see. I think that the offense that the Saints run or ran was obviously built off of Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. And so what does Drew Brees do best? He can just carve you up. And so it's all the, like, take advantage of the space. Like, maybe that means underneath routes where you just say, like, oh, we're spreading this, the, the two guys, three guys in zone coverage over here with three or four receivers, you know? But... When you have small receivers that just it looks like it could be painful when right. you try to throw those balls, especially in practice, you're like this guy's just gonna get hit. It's no surprise that Sean Payton likes really big receivers because those are the guys who can actually hold up to those hits. Um, so that was another thing that I've noticed while just watching is like Sean Payton loves his big receivers. And he even said after practice, like, I like bigger players. Uh-huh. That was a quote. Yep. Which I love, like it's football. And I think most people would want bigger players, but that means that you're choosing size over speed, which a lot of people are scared to do. Not Sean Payton. He can take size over speed.
2: Interesting with his first pick in the draft that they went after a small receiver then. Yeah,
1: it is. He's also said that he likes skill position players at their college weight.
2: Yeah, it's true. So don't gain gain any weight, even though we want you to be bigger because we like bigger players, but we don't want you to gain any weight. And really quick Mm -hmm. before we go on, uh, Cade Lewis said... The Broncos did that with Demarius Thomas in terms of returning punts. Uh, That didn't Mm. end well in RIP. Demarius Thomas returned a kick and broke his hand. Those two things are different. I think returning kicks is a lot more dangerous than returning punts. Um, So, yes, Demarius got, I believe, a hand injury from that. Uh, It it, it is different, and I do think it's a little less dangerous when you're doing a punt because you can avoid uh, bigger hits more, I think. Another big takeaway from today, Henry, you want to go to the bad news first?
1: Good. The good news? Yeah.
2: Frank Clark, officially a Denver Bronco. Yes. It took five days to get the deal officially done, but the Broncos met with Frank Clark this morning, and he signed his deal today. Frank Clark is a Denver Bronco. He's going to be an outside linebacker, despite being a defensive end in the past, but with a 3-4, it makes sense. He's Mm -hmm. 260 pounds. He's going to be that outside linebacker. Pretty much, Sean Payton said, you cannot have enough pass rushers. That's something that Frank Clark brings. So Frank Clark is a Bronco. He was not at practice today, but it seems like it's going to be an excused practice for the rest of the week because, as Sean said, he has a ring ceremony with the Chiefs coming Mm -hmm. up. And as Sean said... That's going to be a little awkward.
1: It is. <laughs> uh, 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 also, I don't think I got that email. Maybe they didn't email it out.
2: Um, typically, the email takes a bit longer okay. to send. Oh, and the they did. There we go. Comes out. Um, uh,
1: they'd wave Nick Williams. Yep. That's what we figured because he wasn't at practice. Yep,
2: yep. Wave Nick Williams. Frank Clark, don't expect to see him in a Broncos jersey until training camp, but all is good there. Despite this being mandatory minicamp, it does seem like he is mm-hmm. going to be excused for the next couple of days, but that's going to be huge because the bad news... We knew about Baron Browning's knee surgery that he had to 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 heal a, a partially torn meniscus last mm-hmm. week. He is going to start the season on the PUP, Henry. The more we find out about Baron Browning's injury, the worse it gets. This is something where I'm just saying knee injury to a bendy pass rusher. Do not rush him back. Do not rush <laughs> him back. And being on the PUP means you're out to start the beginning of the season and I'm just not counting on him at all, and that's just why. And I asked Sean Payton, did that have a, a, played a role in you signing Frank Clark? And he said yes, so I expect Frank Clark to be Baron Browning's role, which is essentially being that starter opposite Randy Gregory.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder how much of that goes to Jonathan Cooper, just because he, fits, he gives you so much more flexibility on the edge. I think when they go 3-4, it's going to be... It's going to be a lot of Jonathan Cooper.
2: Mm, Okay, I don't think so. We also found out some contract deals from Frank Clark. He gets $5.5 million base Mm -hmm. salary guaranteed. He gets half a million dollars if he plays in 60% of the snaps and one of the following two things happen. He gets six sacks or the Broncos get six wins. I think he's going to play sixty percent of snaps, and I think the Bronx are going to at least get six wins. So I think he's going to get that. Do you think he plays sixty percent?
1: Definitely. I mean, that's oh, you do even with Jonathan oh, easily. Cooper. Okay. Well, because he'll take every nickel snap, every dime snap. Okay. And that's that's, I guess you'll have to rotate out occasionally, but he probably gets to. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays fifty percent of like the season snaps just in those sub packages, and then maybe even 55%. And then that last like 10%, he's probably around 65, 70. That comes from like the three, four. Sure. Or like other heavy, not even the three, four even, but like if you want to go with like a super heavy package, like the goal line sort of stuff, um, there's some of that in there too.
2: I think that he's definitely going to hit both of those numbers. So he's going to make at least $6 million, mm-hmm. and then he gets half a million dollars if he hits 8 sacks, 10 sacks, 12 sacks. So we'll break that down in the future, just how big of a role uh, he can have if he can get all the way up to $7.5 million, which would mm-hmm. be huge for the Broncos. But that's the good news and the bad news from the Broncos' inside linebacker position. We have some people in the comments section wanting to know what the coordinators had to say today. We're not going to talk about that. Because the coordinators didn't talk yep. today. The, the coordinators will talk tomorrow. So stay tuned to tomorrow's show, where for the very first time ever, we're going to talk to defensive coordinator mm-hmm. Vance Joseph. We haven't talked to him since he came back to Denver. We're going to talk to Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator. We're going to talk to the special teams coordinator as well. So stay tuned for that show. Henry, what are some other final notes we need to know from today?
1: <sighs> oh, we hit most of the big stuff that we're allowed to say. Um Sean Payton was some interesting stuff with culture. Um, he's said the big thing about culture is knowing who you're building around, mm-hmm. like which players are like, because the the players you really invest in and build around, those are the ones who are going to decide what your culture is. And that's just tough to tell. Um, so it makes sense, but it is interesting to know that's how they're approaching it. Um, Cortland Sutton was a Boy Scout.
2: <laughs> which Sean Payton just found out for the first time yeah.
1: today. Yeah, he did. And Jerry laughed. Um,
2: it feels like we're getting into the weeds right now.
1: Yeah, Jerry said it was good to be wanted, in terms of the trade stuff. Yeah, said, he, said he's happy to be here. I think he had been told to say, "It's nice to be wanted. I'm happy to be a Denver Bronco."
2: Well, and do you think that's uh, maybe what Cortland Sutton was told because he had a very similar
1: exactly. thing last that's week? Well, that's how you know. Um, Jerry also went through and watched all of what. Uh, uh, every Michael or I'm not sure if he said every. He said he watched all of the Michael Thomas tape since 2017. From, exactly. So maybe that's not every snap, but kind of sounds like it. Um so he's studying up on that um Cortland has said last week that he's studying up on that stuff. Uh he said the difference between Sean Payton and Saban is that Sean Payton is funny. Um, <laughs> <It's> funnier. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, KJ and Tim Patrick. Yes. We haven't hit that. Yeah,
2: and let's hit that after okay. I tell you about our friends over at Foco You want some Nuggets Championship gear? I've got a shirt on right now. If you want some Nuggets Championship gear, you check out our friends over, well, at DNVR Locker, but also over at Foco, where they're going to have not just apparel to celebrate the Nuggets Championship, they're probably going to have some banners up there on their site. They probably Mm -hmm. actually do already. We've just been busy with Broncos all day, so I haven't got the chance to look. But check them out, because they're going to have all the Nuggets Championship things you want. Probably going to have bobbleheads, commemorative helmets, commemorative shoes, commemorative everything. Yeah, maybe they will, though. Foco does, like, everything. Commemorative commemorative Nuggets helmets. Yeah, you know what? They just take a football helmet and put Nuggets commemorative championship gear
1: on it. Okay, we'll see about that one. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, they've got, Henry, they have, like, a blanket sweatshirt that's Broncos-themed. They have Uh a Broncos-themed Hawaiian shirt. Oh, yeah. So you're going to tell me that there's no way they have a commemorative Nuggets helmet.
1: Yeah, there's no way. I think there's a way. There's, when there's no way.
2: Maybe Foco will just hook me up with one, so wow. I can be right. So help me out there, Foco, and help yourself out by using the code DNVR Ooh. over at Foco for ten percent off. Whether it's for yourself, whether it's for someone else, they've got stuff of Rockies, Nuggets, Abs, Broncos, and boom, there's the championship stuff over at Foco.
1: Yep, they've got all the all the different Nuggets bobbleheads with them holding the trophy.
2: Yeah, which it kind of looks like a helmet
1: whoa we <laughs> might need to work on that um also sign up for the colorado golf association because there's a whole bunch of different perks you get the chance to play aspen get glenn club the pinery a whole bunch of other really exclusive courses around colorado um 75, people have signed up as part of that you get an official usga handicap um worldwide access to score posting gps tracking all of that sort of stuff um, again it's nice to have a uh a handy cap, because it makes it so much easier to, to golf. You, you know how many shots people need to give people for it to be fair. Like it's decided by a mathematical formula instead of you getting to the first tee and saying like, yeah, I'll give you three shots aside. And then it turns out the guy kicks your ass. And so then you have to just feel dumb about the number you picked and he feels bad because is he actually too good to have gotten that many shots. It's just uncomfortable. So get your handicap by signing up for the Colorado Golf Association, um, which you can do by visiting coloradogolf.org. And if you use the code DNVR5, you can get $5 off your membership.
2: Boom. There you go. Okay. Tell me about KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick.
1: Uh, They moved in together. Oh. Um, so Tim actually... I'm not totally sure. He has a a wife and a child.
2: Yes, he has a daughter daughter, and uh, um, a wife. And the reason we officially know that is because Tim Patrick, the thing he missed the most about football last year is he said, there's some things you can do on the football field that you can't do in real life. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is like hitting and being violent with people. Uh, And uh, that's. Actually, not what Tim was referring to. He did say that part, too. He did. Okay, he did say that part, too. But then he said, uh, you know, the trash talking. You can't really do that in real life. He said he Mm -hmm. can't do that with his daughter and his wife. And then joked and said, they're too soft for it. (laughs) Which, yeah, probably shouldn't bring the same level of trash talk that you bring on the football field into your home. So Mm. probably smart idea by Tim. But he actually maybe could bring it home. Because he could talk that smack with KJ.
1: Wow. I mean, they're all on the same team, though. But yeah. Oh um, come on, teammates smack talk all the time. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't think. I think you
2: you, you and I throw it back and forth.
1: We're yeah. Teammates. But I think what Tim Patrick says on the football field on game day to whoever's on the other team might be a little bit different to what he says to other receivers. That's fair. I think that there's another level probably to right. it. Yeah, probably right.
2: Yeah. Don't read the text I've sent you then.
1: Wow. You might be on that
2: similar level.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Tim invited KJ to move in with him and his family. Um, there was actually a question about whether he gets a bedroom or the basement, and Tim said the basement isn't that bad. It's more like a man cave, so... He gets the basement. He's he's in the basement. (laughs) Um, and the reason was that Tim thought that it'd be good for KJs to have a whole bunch more structure and routine, and I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think, I don't know, just having people around for KJ Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, it would... It would be tough to just live all alone, you know, and like if KJ's had like his own apartment before, that'd be like a tough environment, especially when you're spending so much time just like rehabbing and everything is sad and things are going badly. Being around some people is probably a good thing. Being able to work out together, eat together, really lock in on all that stuff. Sounds like great stuff for KJ. And
2: let's just take a big step back. Because not only is KJ now going through another physical Mm -hmm. injury, but the last time KJ went through a a big physical injury was about 18 months ago when he talked about just how Mm -hmm. tough it was for him mentally, being Mm -hmm. alone, being in those dark spots after having the the ACL and the hip injury plus his grandmother dying. He talked about, you know, just how tough it was to, you know, keep going day mm-hmm. in and day out. So this is just such a huge thing for Tim. Not only a great thing to do as a teammate, not only a great thing to do as a friend, but a great thing to do as a person. To say, I need to make sure that I'm there for KJ, not just a football player, but the person. This is just such such an excellent example of the type of person Tim is.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, See, so that was good stuff there. He also talked about his recovery. Um, he says the big thing right now is... Getting used to seeing the whole field, which hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Um even made a reference to Madden. Did make a reference to Madden. Um, it was a throwback reference too. That was like Madden, like 2009 really or something was. like that. When I had like the vision cone. Maybe he can't afford think. the new Madden. I know the Broncos quarterback had like a really skinny vision cone oh, when that of happened. Oh, course, yeah, yeah. But I can't remember who it was. But it was so frustrating at the time. But I mean, it must have been, I would guess Cutler if not color cuz it was before That oh, No makes Tebow. sense for color. Yeah. It probably went all the way down the field cuz he could throw yeah. it 80 yards. Yeah. So uh that's what he says. It's like that little vision cone where it's like he's he's stuck just looking straight ahead at the cornerback trying to figure out where he can get space and doesn't quite see how everything's opening up everywhere. So just I don't know. Game's a little fast right now. Not a surprise when You don't play for a year.
2: He is wearing a brace uh during team. He is doing team periods, yep. uh, which is really good to see. He wouldn't give us exact insight on just where he stands in mm-hmm. terms of uh how his health is, if he's a hundred percent. He said he felt great today, though. So that was really, really good news. Henry, should we jump in the comment section? Let's do Wrap it. Wrap this thing up by talking to the people. We've got a super chat coming in from our friend, the mighty solar clam. Says, congrats, Nuggets from Canada. Raps fan here. Jamal deserves this. Joker is incredible to watch. Truly the GOAT. Love seeing success in my favorite sports city.
1: Oh, yeah. The Nuggets are incredible. The Nuggets are
2: incredible. And as Michael Malone said, let's hope this is just a start for them. Oh, and yeah. It really could be with how young that team is. He's looking toward the future. So we can as well and yep. just say that maybe this is just the start of things to come. For the Nuggets, and of course the mighty clam being from Canada, uh, Jamal. What what is I mean, Jamal from Canada. You have obviously Jokic, the best Serbian athlete ever, uh, and Henry. Jokic just wants to go home, man. He doesn't want to stay for a parade all the way on Thursday.
1: Yeah, I don't blame him.
2: It's kind of kind of sad to hear.
1: Yeah, I mean
2: last night when he's like, man, I gotta stay two more days here. But what
1: he's got come here in like September, so yep. he's like away from Serbia for. what it'll have two months three months yeah so it's i mean that's that's a lot
2: of time dang you feel no sympathy for the finals mvp
1: oh no no i'm i have a lot of sympathy i think he's totally right like (laughs) it sucks he should want to go home
2: um and now let's jump into the comments on the website first from nash bronco says what we learned today dnvr broncos edition the nuggets are mf champs wow very true. Yeah, there we go, baby. They are the champions. The count says, the Denver more or the Denver bleeping Nuggets. I'm getting a KCP jersey. Love the mm. count. Okay, he brings up jerseys here. KCP obviously a dog. Obviously yep. huge in their run. But when we talk about jerseys specifically with with Broncos, this would be like getting. Uh, What would the equivalent of a KCP jersey be? Not knowing KCP's long-term future with the Broncos. It can be someone in the past, or with with the Nuggets. It can be a current Bronco. It can be like a throwback Bronco. What would this be? Sutton. Sutton? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it could be Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and as our guy Nick is saying, we got the the Nuggets have KCP for three more years. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So it would be Sutton jersey. I
1: think the last one's an option. But yeah. Um,
2: Is it like a Tlaib jersey?
1: No, because that's old.
2: Well, yeah. But I mean, uh, like a throwback. I keep like it at the helped, time. Helped to win a championship.
1: Oh. Was, it, was an
2: absolute dog. Was with him for yeah. three or four years. That could be
1: similar. Yeah. Yeah. That could be similar. You
2: know, a, a big piece, but not the biggest piece yeah. on the team, but
1: definitely crucial. He's one of the big pieces. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one.
2: Yeah. I like that. Uh uh-huh. we'll Kind of have a similar, similar, uh, vibe that they bring to the squad i don't too.
1: know what kcp isn't dark kcp is just like he's kind of nice <laughs> like a <Aqib laughs> takes things to different places don't you think
2: kcp though brings that dog vibe to the team
1: he's not gonna snatch somebody's chain
2: <laughs> well i don't know i don't think anyone's snatching chains outside of the nuggets where they uh, were handing out chains last night
1: oh yeah what do you think
2: of peyton wearing the chain
1: I th- I don't know it. It reminds me of freaking Kirk Cousins when mm, he everybody put damn. the chains on him. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but it pisses me off when they do that and everybody's like, "Oh, you're so cool wearing all those." And it's like no, he just stole this from Peyton. Like it's the same bit. It's like <laughs> the nerdy guy who doesn't have chains. You put the chains on. So now every time I see a quarterback in a chain, it just makes me think of how Kirk Cousins stole that and. I just get frustrated. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. That's
2: fair. Yeah, Henry, you're a you're a little agitated today. You need to go home, get some food in you, and take and take oh, a nap. Okay. I have
1: a law. Lo- yeah, it's gonna be a long day.
2: Well, you Has better you day. better you better prepare yourself for the next 36 hours because Thursday is gonna be another oh, long yeah. day on your body. Yeah. Not because of Broncos minicamp either.
1: No, not because of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good news is that will be over like one or two. Broncos minicamp. Oh, no, the parade. Parade. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then you sleep. exactly podcast the next day 10 a.m exactly really quick programming note obviously today we went at 3 p.m tomorrow probably going right around 3 p.m as well as soon as henry and i can get back from broncos we're going to be talking to the coordinators tomorrow so we'll bring you everything you need to know from talking to Mm -hmm. vance joseph the rest of the coordinators the assistant coaches and what we learned from practice that day thursday it's parade day no pod yep. on Thursday, so go out, enjoy the parade. If you see us out and about, definitely say hi. And then Friday, we'll be back at 10 a.m. So just so you know the schedule for the rest of the week. All right, yep. last comment coming in from UGA Bronco says, just wanted to KCP thank... That's
1: guy, probably. What? You'd think, Georgia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're
2: absolutely right. He says, I just wanted to thank y'all. As Mace used to say, I was an NBA fan-free agent for years, just sort of following a couple of players as they moved around. <laughs> Listening to y'all talk about the Nuggets and the excitement it gave me got me hyped to become a Nuggets fan at the end of last season, the start of this season. I may be a bandwagon fan, but it's okay because all the Nuggets are good. I love watching the Nuggets play, and it's all because of y'all and the amazing DNVR community that y'all have built. Avs last year, Nuggets this year, hopefully Broncos
1: next year. That'd be nice. I wonder what the odds are. Is it 30 to 1 now? I think it's less. Um, I think yeah, it's I think like 22 it, or something. I think it is
2: less. And probably, I mean, that's the top half of the league, I bet.
1: Uh, right around there? I bet it's close to top half.
2: Okay. It's got to be
1: top half. Yeah. I, I think, think so. just because of, they have the excitement and the buzz. Sean,
2: Sean Payton is exactly you know, a championship head coach. No one's ever done it, but he. Uh, I'm starting to quickly see how much coaching can matter. We saw it in 2015 with Gary Kubiak, and just the I mean, that's the best coaching job I've ever seen any coach in any profession do what Gary Kubiak was able to do for that 2015 Super Bowl team. Um, and then we've seen what bad coaching has looked like here the past many years, mm-hmm. far too many years. Sean Payton, I'm already seeing just how much coaching can matter. And I'm getting excited about this team, Henry. I'm getting mm-hmm. excited about what they can be this year and then moving forward under Sean.
1: They're 40-1. to 1, So they're tied for 16th and 17th. So you couldn't get you more go. in the middle. Yep, 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 exactly. Tied with the Browns.
2: Okay, there we go. And it's getting they, – they, I think they're, the odds are going down, which means people are believing in them a little bit more.
1: Could be. Ugh. Uh, oh, I I might throw 10 bucks on it Why not turn it to 400 Dang there you go We are going to be back with you tomorrow Breaking down
2: everything you need to know about Broncos mandatory minicamp day 2 Thank you so much for rolling with us today We will see you tomorrow on the DMVR Broncos
0: podcast Roll out the truck And took a country drive Now I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton